This episode of Poetic Properties with Complex is brought to you by Infinitely Complex Production and sponsorship with Peacefully Flawed Apparel, where we believe that no matter the darkness, we have the opportunity and ability to get to the light. Thank you for tuning in to the Poetic Property Podcast. I am your host, Complex the Poet, father, author, and entrepreneur. Um, this week was actually a little bit better than than previous weeks. Uh, still was was training and everything, um, but it wasn't as bad at well. It kind of was bad. Um, I've been kind of exhausted just in general because having to work and actually have someone shadow you, it's for me, it's just, it drains so much energy. It's not that the person is bad or anything or doing anything wrong and, or like, um, annoying me or anything is just more so the actual process of having to have somebody to work with, um, all day. Like it's literally, we, like she shadows me, we go to break together, go to lunch together, end the day together, et cetera. So it's really difficult for me because I'm a person that like, I really like to work alone. Um, she said that she was too. So hopefully, um, she's able to get on and kind of, uh, get used to the systems pretty well. But like I said, it's just, it was, it's been draining, in general, just having to uh, be mentally uh, prepared to deal with questions and or just have conversations to kind of get through the day, get through accounts and stuff like that. So it like it's been exhausted. Like and I honestly I'm completely burnt out. Like it's been going on for three weeks again. It's not that the actual trainee is burning me out, but just the idea and the physicalities of having to be um, sitting with someone is what's exhausting and I'm not used to doing it for three weeks straight. Like it's like, I got a good four to eight hours, 16 max three weeks is, is kind of pushing it, but it is what it is. It's part of my responsibility. It does affect me and my personal life, but I can't allow my personal, um, life to affect my work life is very difficult, but you you just have to fight through it. Like I said, she's not a bad trainee. It's just I'm just tired of, of training, to be honest. And I, not necessarily training. Um, but like I said, I think last week or the week before, the training process is weird to me. And it's like, it's not like I'm really training. It's just that you're getting visuals of how to like work through accounts. And I have to kind of say, oh, I'm using this system. I'm using that system. Do this, do that. As opposed to you kind of being able to work with me or work through it because you don't have system access. Um, I was frustrated this week as well because the migraines returned and Y'all know how I feel about that, how that affects me. Um, Am I weak? Like, I have been doing so well being able to, like, I guess minimize them. I don't know what happened, but, man, this week, like... It it was atrocious. Like I don't know if it it was because of the sleeping pattern. I don't know if it was because of extra stress. I don't know what happened, but the migraines returned in full effect, and I just was not prepared to uh, deal with it. Like I mean, it was it was different because normally, like uh, 
it's in the back of my head. And this time it was like, like uh, on my left eye, kind of uh, bridging my nose area, uh, really dizzy, really sharp. And I was just like, what the heck is going on? And of course, it's like, I can't do anything but but go to sleep. You know what I mean? So that kind of made for um, a stressful, like for a stressful week because I was training. So it's like I couldn't really rest how I wanted to to rest or I couldn't, you know, say, hey, you know, I need to take this uh, extra break or yada, yada, whatever, you know, to my super because, you know, I'm in the middle of training. But for whatever reason, like it was a struggle. Like it, 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 it's really been a struggle this week on, on that front because um, the physical stuff, uh, like we talked about last week, like you don't really realize how the mental stuff affects your physical. Um, it's really kind of hard to um, focus on both at the same time because one is always a drastic. One is one is always. Um, almost all the time more drastic than the other. So you can't really piece together uh, those two things to be able to fight uh, both of them at the same time. But man, it's that the fact that that migraine came and it was like, like, I don't know, like I was just dizzy, just kind of confused and I had so much to do this week um, just in my personal life. And not like it was like uh, a large amount of things, but as a parent, you know, you just got stuff to do. You got to be aware. You got to be uh, focused and you got to be present for the kids. So it's like, you, like, I don't really have time to deal with the mental stuff like during office hours. And then I don't really have time to deal with it, you know, right when I get off because, you know, I have kids and I have to be present. So, you know, only time that I can deal with it is during it uh during the shower from using the restroom and or like as I'm winding down to go to sleep so I have to put I have to make um I have to carve out time to be able to deal with with the mental stuff prior to me falling asleep so it just this week was just crazy I didn't expect those migraines to come back because I, I I've actually been doing good um or my body has been reacting good to where I haven't had it's been at least two months at least two two and a half months that I had to deal with migraines at this level. Um, like I said, the 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 concern was that it switched from like normally, like I get it in the back of my head. I'm able to like put like a, a cool rag or yada yada, um, take some medicine or or some painkillers, and I'm fine. But none of that was working. It was over. Like I was like, nah. I just um, I definitely got to just go to sleep because uh, none of the normal remedies was working in this situation. So I just let it be what it was. Um, wasn't really uh, trying to complain about it. Just was really trying to get some rest in and just making sure that um, I kept my water intake up, make sure I wasn't eating nothing, any, uh, anything crazy um, or outside of the normal things that I eat. But yeah, only thing that seemed to help was sleep, and even that was difficult because, yeah, I know I have a really hard time sleeping. Um, but honestly, um, I felt this week, the first time in a long time, I felt positive on the emotional side. Um, in my personal life, in my business life, like I just felt really, uh, I felt okay this week. I felt really good this week. Um, some days or some moments of the day, it's kind of you fake it till you make it type thing. But if I'm being honest, 
the in in thinking about the entire week, I think that it was a good week emotionally. I didn't have too many um dark thoughts. I didn't have too many down moments to where um I felt gloomy or anything. Um it was it wasn't hundred percent clear, but most definitely better than what it has been over the um, past few weeks, past few months. So I was excited about that. I was able to um, focus on stuff for the business. I was able to just be in a better mood for myself, not even for anybody else, just um, feeling that that relief. Um, like I said last week, like this stuff be heavy. And it's like physically heavy, so you're you're dealing with the mental part of it, but you you you're you're weighed down, and so it was such a refreshing feeling to be able to just breathe, you know, like just be able to simply breathe and just um, not have too much worry on your plate, not think about you know the negative part of whatever's going on in your life, but just being able to enjoy the positive stuff. Um, and the anxiety was a little bit lower, even though um, it's still there, but I was able to get a couple of things done for the business and I was just excited. I'm just encouraged to further the business, further the movement of Peacefully Flawed, continue to do these sessions with you guys. Uh, the, the, like I said, the ultimate goal is to make sure we, we get to the other side of whatever our mental hangups are. And um, I don't want to speak it to existence. Like I said, I take the day, I take the good with the good, the bad with the bad. And this week overall as a whole, like there was some moments in 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 a couple of days this week that I was ready to just just go off and lose it. But overall, I had more good days than bad this week. So I can honestly, you know, say this week was a good week. I don't have to sit here and say, ah, it's getting better. It was better or it's bad. Like it actually overall was a, uh, a pretty decent week for me. Um, just in general, my parental emotions were, were challenged heavily this week because I'm, I make sure that my kids understand I am their parent and I am responsible for them. But I'm also a human being and I understand emotions and feelings and uh, the need for uh, them to grow up and be able to to learn things on their own and be able to just uh, lead their own path. And, and if they have questions, you know, to ask um, my oldest attended a job fair and the human being in me and understanding that I'm raising young men. I'm, I'm like, I'm raising, I'm raising human beings. I mean, it's not necessarily I'm raising men. I'm raising, I'm raising human beings. Right. So my process mentally is to treat them as such. It's not like I'm responsible for you, but I'm not, I'm not a dictator. So as a parent, I'm like super emotional, like, yo, my like my son is like going to job fairs, interviewing. I'm looking at him through the glass and he's doing so well, making eye contact, shaking hands, like doing his thing. And I'm like, this is so crazy to me because this is my baby. Like, I really was struggling with that. Like, I can't believe I'm sitting here waiting for my child, my oldest, to finish a job fair. That he's excited about. 
And he, he like we he, like I made him go through the full process, uh, like how I had to back in the day. Like you don't get no ride to no interview. Like you got you either walking or or you catching the bus, whatever. So we, I mean, it's right across the street. Like let me not let me not act like I would have made him walk a field somewhere super far. And we don't have buses down here. So it was at the rec center, um, literally maybe a mile and a half, but a mile of that is the park. So it don't even feel like that. So we walked up there. He, you know, he signed in, did his thing. Like I didn't, I didn't do anything. Like I, like as a parent, you're like, Oh, is this, this, is this, that, where does he sign up at? Yada, yada, whatever. So like, I didn't do any of that. I'm like, yo, Hey, I think that's the job fair where you got to sign up, go check and see. Um, he did it all by himself, had his resumes with him, got dressed or uh, got dressed, everything. Um, did his interviews in peace. You know, it was people getting, um, like people was having interviews for only a couple of minutes and he was in there 30, 45 minutes just doing his thing. And I was just so proud. And uh, as we walked back to the house, he's explaining it to me like, you know, they asked me this, they asked me that. And I remember I was listening to the podcast and you said this and da, 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 da. As soon as they asked me the question, um, I think the question was, if you could have any superpower, um, if you have any superpower, what could it be? What would it be? And he was saying how he was looking at them. And he was like, a lot of people would say that they want uh, muscles, like they want strength. He said, but I would want mind control. And I was like, why? Remember, I talked about on the podcast, um, I think two or three, uh, two or three episodes ago, I was saying how if you lose your mind, that's it. Like your the mind is the strongest muscle that you have. That is the strongest thing that you have. Once that is gone, it doesn't matter how cute you are, or how strong you are. None of that matters. He was like, Dad, I remember you said that on a podcast. So I was like, I was confident. He said, once she said, uh, what's your superpower? And I was like, your mind, you know, I want to I want to have mind control. He said after that, it was a breeze. He said, because I just had you in my mind, just like uh, just just saying like, you know, your mind is the strongest thing. You got to be able to use it, yada, yada, whatever. And I'm just like, like, I'm trying to be his boy, like, while we walking. But the parent in me, like, I'm, like, crying on the inside, like, my boy, listen to the podcast. And so it made, like, it made for a, a difficult week because now, like, the things that I'm teaching him in real time the things that he's getting from watching his podcast is creating um, in him the man he is turning, he, he is choosing to be, right? And I have to be prepared for that. Like everything that I have taught him, everything that he has learned on his own, now it's all getting put together. He's growing up and he has to, to or he's showing me that he's going and he's doing what he wants to do as a parent. I'm like, man, I'm, um, I'm losing my boy to young adulthood and not losing like that. I don't like, I don't, I'm just dramatic, but I'm as a human being, as a friend, as his friend, I'm like so excited. Like, Oh my God, I can't believe it. It is gone. It's like, I can't believe this is happening. Like it is. I can't believe it's already time for you to, you know, get your your driver's permit. I can't believe it's already time for you to really like get a job and you want to you want a job and he plays sports. And I'm just like, 
like I'm I'm 50-50. I'm emotional because again, that's my baby. Like he's been with me, he's the oldest. He's been with me through every single thing that that I have really had to go through as an adult. And that was such an emotional moment for me. So I was kind of torn with that. I'm not even going to hold you. Then twins like, hey, can I go to my friend's house? And I'm thinking he's talking about the homeboy. But there's some girls. And I'm like, huh? <laughs> like, like, where is time going? You know what I mean? Uh, twin is 14. So it's like, he's like, oh, yeah, me and my friends, we're going to go over there, hang out with some girls, whatever. You know, like, the parent in me is like, uh, his parents there? He's like, oh, yeah, 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 whatever. And so, you know, I let him go. I let him go, and it was it was bothering me. Not bothering me that he's, you know, he's having friends or going to friends' house and stuff like that, but like, yo, we're getting closer and closer to the time. Like, I got to let y'all fly for real. And... I'm the parent that I want I want you to fly. Like I want like like in 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 real time like I want you to do everything that you want to do as long as it's safe. And if that means you getting away from home and going to college out of state, I'm going to encourage it. If that means you you're getting a job or you know just going to a different city, I'm going to encourage it. But I am an emotional parent. These are my guys. So I am sad on a parental level, like it's an excited sad. So it's just been a, a, an emotional high because um, I don't want to sound like I'm sad at all, like because I'm not. But it's just been an emotional high this week for me. And, you know, emotional lows, just, you know, understanding that my I, like they're listening to what I taught them. They're being themselves no matter how it feels they're making sure that they're doing what they want to do uh in a respectful way so i'm understanding of that like i'm telling you now when as a parent if you are attempting to be that parent that allows your kids to to grow and actually um put in place the the lessons that you've taught them over the years like it's difficult when they start showing the other side of that it's different when they're showing that they're listening. It's different that they're showing that or I don't want a job. Like um, it's it's just it's different. And so this week, like as a parent, I had to pat myself on the back. I'm not I'm not even gonna lie. Like I I really did because as emotional as I am and as difficult as it is that my kids are 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 understanding that my kids are now young men. My older two, they're now young men, and I got to back off. Like I've always allowed them to be free in who they are and, and free in their feelings. But now it's a real time. Like I have to back off. I have to see where their heads is. I, I, I have to see where they are mentally before I just, you know, give advice and or just tell them what to do. And that's difficult because in my mind, they were just babies. So that's something that I have to deal with. That's something that I have to. That's a me thing, though. That's something that I'm not going to take out on. That's a me thing. Um, they're being who they were taught to be. 
You see what I'm saying? They're being who, like, like my whole thing in life was to allow them to figure out who they wanted to be from a very young age. And now with what I've been teaching them, what they've learned on their own, uh, what they may have learned from their mom or, or what they may have learned from, you know, my brother Duck or Uncle, or, or Uncle Brandon, like whatever it is, they're, they're piecing that together now and they're ready to live as who they are. And so that, that, that was a difficult thing this week. Like, but it was a happy, difficult thing. Like, yo, like my boys are growing up, you know, and, and junior, junior is already getting freaking, uh, college letters and he has his permit. Um, he's, he's like really wanting to drive and want a car. Like, yeah. The reality that you're not going to be young forever, you know, physically, I mean, because mentally you mentally you you are what you say you are. But the fact that now I'm in the position of dealing with a kid who wants a car, dealing with a kid like like he wants to work bad, like he like everything that he wants, he's willing to work for. And it's just like, whoa. So. It was a good it it, it really was a a, a good a good week besides twin going to, you know, to kick back. And then like after the fact, I'm finding out, Oh, we was just in there watching horror movies with the door closed. I'm like, we black. Like, what you mean door closed? So he was laughing or whatever, but it was hectic. Like it, it was, it was a, for the first time I can honestly say it was a, a positive hectic week. Um, it was a positive hectic week. It wasn't one of those, Whoa, you know, because I know it kind of feels like when we have these sessions, it's like, whoa, it's me type thing. And I, I I really hope that that's not what people feel like. I do these mental health checks for a purpose. Um, it's to not only create conversation, you know, in your household with with yourself, like for you to be able to say what you need to say out loud and deal with it, you know, in your personal space, but also to create a conversation with your family, just give you the the strength and understanding that it's not as bad as you as you think to express yourself. Like you have to be able to, like if you have a support system, you have to be able to express it to, to someone else, especially if you have a partner, kids, et cetera. Like you, you want to be able to be open and, and able to speak to them and communicate to them because they may not understand what you're going through fully. And you, you can't just live life without the people, you know, especially in your, your intimate space not knowing and not understanding um what it is you know so for me it's it's important for the kids to understand when i'm having my moments um of course i don't drag them into the the moments i just let them know hey you know i'm having a moment right now i need i need to breathe like they know fully you know why um, or what triggered the depression or what triggers the anxiety. But as far as when I'm going through it day to day and having the moments, I don't bring them in. That's not their responsibility. Like, and plus the haters, like last, like I, like the last thing I brought them in on was, um, having like a high sugar count or whatever. And now I just, for whatever reason, they attack me anytime I have sugar. Like, even if I'm not like, eating it the other day they was yelling at me about some girl scout cookies 
And I hadn't eaten the Girl Scout cookies. Like I had really been eating a couple cookies, kind of chilling. And then I had some boxes of cookies that like completely unopened. And Junior and Twin went crazy. And I was just like, I was super duper annoyed because if you know me, you know how I feel about Girl Scout cookies. But again, it hit me like they pay attention because you know how you talk to your kids and it seemed like it's one one ear, you know, in one ear, out the other. And it's like, nah, y'all not responsible for me in that way, but you are responsible. Like if something happens, you are responsible to know the things that are going on so that you can at least tell another adult and or a medic, yada, yada, whatever. And so as much as it made like I was hot because they took my Girl Scout cookies, but overall, I'm like, I told them that like it's been it's been almost a year and a half since I told them that, you know, my sugar was high or yada, yada, whatever. And over a year and a half later, they're still on my ass about it, like making sure I'm not wilding out, making sure I'm not eating a bunch of snacks and and, and just doing crazy stuff, making sure like what, like what you eating, you drink some water today, you know, making sure that I'm on my water. And as annoying as it is, it's like the reality of like, like I'm telling you, I don't know, like I, I feel like the universe is like, all right, bro, I need a break. Like, he needs some positive because all this stuff started happening this week. Like, I made um, some more sales. I, I, I was able to send some packaging. Like I, I was able to package it. Um, I, I, I went through or uh, fought through my anxiety and made a package. Like, oh, I packaged the video. But everything with the kids just, uh, like, them annoying me with taking the cookies. But then, like, me really thinking about it, like, Damn, I, I didn't think they was paying attention. Because, you know, kids, they don't really register emergencies. Like, they just, like, if they don't see blood or a bone broken or bullets or, or weapons, like, they don't register emergencies. Especially my kids. Like, you have to be very extreme with my kids for them to register, like, oh, I'm in danger. So them doing that, like, I just, I was annoyed that they took my cookies, but as a parent, I'm like, bet you you guys do pay attention. And it just made me feel good because that's one of my things that I want to make sure. Um, like I tell you guys, like, let's have these conversations uh, and you can hit me up, Poetic Properties on Twitter, Poetic Properties Podcast, on IG. You can even uh, follow me on Good Pods. We can talk in real time. Like, I love that app. You should, you guys should, should download it and um, listen to the pod there, and I can interact with you guys in real time. But just like I, I say that, like, I'm trying to have these conversations with the kids, and sometimes, you know, it looks like they're ignoring me. It looks like, you know, I'm boring them and stuff like that. And we get to these situations like them seeing boxes of Girl Scout cookies. And Junior was like, you're not even supposed to have no sugar, which is that's that's not what I said. So that's neither here nor there. But it, it's whatever. Um, they took the cookies. So. Just seeing that overall, it it made for for a better week, like it it took away um 
it took away the exhaustion from training. It took us away the, the the migraines. Like it took away all that stuff, and I was able to finally have more good than bad. Um, I I made on on good pods. I made the staff pick for the week. Um, so there, like if you go on the app, you'll see that I'm one of the recommended episodes. So I was super happy about that. Like I was interacting with people on on Twitter, and y'all know the struggle being an introvert. Like it was it was very hard, um, because people wanted to talk. Like they wanted to like really interact, and it wasn't just follow me. I follow you. Like they like. They wanted to to really interact, and it went from like ninety two uh, supporters or followers to like one hundred and fifty four, one hundred and fifty five, and each of them were like, "Oh, I followed you, blah blah blah." And then just as an introvert, it was very difficult. But again, the pod—that's what I, I I want people to be interested in the podcast. I want people to understand about what we got going on over here. I want people to understand that this is for this is uh, these sessions are for everybody. Like I want people to understand, like we got to get through this the, these mental hangups. We got to get through the 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 mental health stuff overall, and just be able to to help each other and you know connect with one another and and, and guide where we can. And if we can't be able to listen to one another, like I know I always talk about isolation um, and doing everything uh, by yourself, but like if you can find that support system, it's good. If you can't, then you then, you know, it's important that you know what you are doing uh, as a result to whatever it is that you are going through. You know, I always talk about, you know, isolation and accountability. And we've been talking about these dreams that I've been having. And it's been crazy. Like. It's still crazy. It's still like I, I'm just not understanding. Um. I'm just not understanding it, but I know I always talk about isolation and accountability. And to me, sometimes when I'm listening back, it, like even though I know in my heart of hearts, I'm not trying to come off as uppity or from a place of judgment and or uh, arrogance. So I have a heart like if I feel like every time. Like. I talk about this. It comes off as arrogance. It comes off as um, not understanding that everybody is not capable of isolation. And that's not my intent. I just really like this is a point that that really, really gets to me. Right. Like understanding when you need your group or your 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 um your support system, but more so also understanding when you have to figure that out by yourself and the reason why. The reason why it's important for you to feel yourself, the reason why it's important for you to um the reason why it's important for you to love on yourself first and learn how to be what you're supposed to be for yourself because the overflow will create a level of help that you'll never be able to provide while you are empty. 
I want to, I want to, I want to make it clear. I'm going to show, I'm going to show y'all. I'm going to show you. Okay. I just, this came to me while I was sleeping. It's so simple, but it allowed me to understand the importance of the overflow. Okay. So just stick with me. I, I, I know this is something new for, for this moment. Just stick with me. Right. So. Um, I'll explain it for the people who who only listen like um, on Good Pods or Apple or whatever. So I have a I have a, a pan right here, and it has some water in it. So what this pan is is the 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 pan itself is your family, it's your job, it's your kids, it's your friends. Um, it's your bills. It's, it's, it's all. It's all of that. There's some water already, um, already in here. This water is what you give to your job, to your family, to the bills, to whatever. When you are, when you are delivering that first, okay. When you are, when you are giving your all to your family, when you are giving your all to, to your partner, to your kids, and you know, you, you giving your all to your job and you not resting, you not eating right, you not sleeping right, you not mentally balanced, you just on the go for everybody. And in your life, you got to do all this and you have this feeling about yourself that you have, like, I have to do this. I have to do this because if I don't do it, then everybody's going to think this and everybody's going to think that, yada, yada, whatever. So you continue to pour into everybody. You continue to be that for everybody. And so this bottle right here, this empty bottle is you. Right. This empty bottle right here is you. And you try to sit in the middle of everything. Right. You try to sit in the middle of everything you this is after you've given all that you can. And so now you have nothing left to give and you are completely empty and you try to sit in the middle. You try to you try to sit up straight. And once you get in there. You tip over. You tip over because you have nothing left. You have given everything to everybody. You are no good. They don't they only have what you what you have given them so they can't lift you up. They can't help you. They can't protect you. Right. They can't do any of that because this is based off of you giving everything. And we all know those people who just for whatever reason, they just do everything they can for everybody and they just refuse to take care of themselves and or they are afraid to take care of themselves first because of the judgment, because of the ridicule, the ridicule, because you're supposed to do this and you're supposed to do that for your family. And I can't believe you um, don't put your kids first. And I can't believe you don't put your spouse first and this, that and the other. And so you're losing your freaking mind. You're losing your mind because you don't have nothing else to give. Everything that you've given everybody didn't create a strong enough foundation to hold you up. Now you need everything that you gave away. Everything that you given to that job, that that 10, 12 hours, uh, uh, you know, of, of OT that um, just doing this meeting, doing that, this training, this, 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 like you given all of that. 
You're giving all this to your kids. Your kids got a basketball game. Your kids got, they want to do this. They want to do that. The kids want the want uh, a new phone. The kids want a car. The kids want to go here. You're doing all that. Your spouse wants want you to cook this, make this, make that. Go here, go here. Pay, uh, pay for this, pay for that. Uh, buy me this, make me feel this way. All of this, your family need help. You know, your, your, your parents need financial help. Your siblings need financial help. Or they need, like, you're the strong, you're the strong sibling, yada, yada, whatever. All of that, and there's nothing else, and you just sit here laid flat. You just sit here laid out because you don't have nothing left. And nobody is 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 nobody's gonna tell you not to do that. Nobody's gonna tell you not to take care of them because you are in that position that you have to take care of them, or that you assume that you have to take care of them. You don't understand that. I got to take care of y'all from the overflow. You don't understand because that's just how we are taught. Like, I don't know what any other culture or how any other culture is taught, but in the black community, like once you are the, the, the kid or once you are that next person in line to care for the family, like they don't tell you like, yo, make sure you good first. You just start taking care of people and you just start, you know, being the planner. You start being, you know, taking care of the parties, taking care of the funerals, taking care of the birthdays, uh, being people's emergency contacts and stuff like that. They don't tell you to stop. You're not allowed to stop. And that's where we're broken at. That's where the 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 mental issues start coming in because you don't even have anybody to to go to when you are feeling that you can't do it. So you sit in the closet and you cry. You sit there and you drink. You sit there and you're frustrated. You sit there and you just, you know, you do your best to to cope. You do your best to cope. And you don't have no help. And now you're in therapy and you're trying to figure out this and you're trying to figure out that. And all along, it's just like, why are you not feeding yourself? I said this many a times. I go over this. I went over this topic many a times. I know this episode may possibly feel like a repeat, but it hit me and created a tangible feeling in my soul of the importance of feeding myself first. Because there's one thing about me, Ike, when 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 I'm in isolation, I always feel selfish. When I'm not talking to people, I always feel like like, dang, am I am I overreacting? When I'm not doing things for people, I'm always feeling like, dang, like I don't want them to I don't want them to struggle because I'm not providing them the the assistance that I normally would. Like every time I'm in isolation, I feel that. I feel that. And we are we 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 talk about the voids that that uh, that make us uh, reel ourselves back into the drama and reel ourselves uh, back in into this repetition of of helping everybody and being everything. And we allow that void to be uh, the 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 factor of. All right, I'm a chill. I'm going to go back to doing that because, again, we think we're so strong. I'm strong enough to deal with that. They aren't. I thought that so many times in relationships. Like, I'm strong enough to be by myself. They're not. So I'm going to deal with it. But I was fooling myself. 
I stayed in the hurt, fooling myself because of the void, right? And you, you, you start feeling like, yo, I'm giving you all of me. Why you don't see that? That's not for them to see. Y'all know my biggest, my biggest thing on this podcast is accountability. And, and, and one thing that checked me real quick was when I, uh, when I got out of my last relationship, I always asked myself for like so long, why you don't see, I gave you everything that I could. And then it hit me. I've been asking my, like I had three adult relationships and all three of them, I was asking myself the same thing. And so the, 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 the common denominator is me. You do see it, but because I don't, I don't say anything. You're like, all right, if he don't see it, then I'm going to keep it pushing. I'm going to keep doing this. I'm going to keep asking for this. I'm going to keep behaving this way. I'm going to keep treating him like this because I can convince him that he's wrong and he's going to be so emotional and he don't he don't want to be alone and he don't want to be outside of a relationship and he loves so much. He going to pour more out. He going he going he going to pour the rest out. If there was a little bit left, he's going to give every single ounce of me uh, uh of him to me. People don't care when you helping them, man. Like people don't like, like they're not worried about what you really going through when the lights is off. All they worried about is, are you going to do that thing that you have been doing for this period of time? And if you are not, let me know so that I can move on to the next situation that will do that. And that's what happens when you, when you are used to and become accustomed to giving all of you first. That's what happens when you're used to and you're raised um, and not even raised because like in, and when I say raised in this particular it, uh, uh, instance, I'm not talking about by your parents. I'm talking about like society. Right. When you are raised to feel like I got to go to work every single day, every ounce of the hours they offer, no matter if it's 12 hour shift, no matter if it's the weekend, like when you are raised just to work, you're going to do that. And you're going to feel bad. Like I worked, I, bruh, I did overtime for two years straight. Two years straight with the idea that I was helping the company. But the raises are always ass. No matter how good, no matter how good you do in corporate America, the raises are always ass. But when you stop doing all of that and now there's a problem with your work. Like there's nitpicking, there's this, there's that, like to make you go ahead and, 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 and start repouring yourself out to them first. Your job always talk about work balance. They don't mean that shit. They want you to have work life balance after you have helped them reach every single goal that they could possibly reach, whatever the metrics are, and they're not going to pay you for it. They're not going to give you this this raise or anything that you deserve. It's always going to be peanuts because that's just how corporate America is, even in relationships like. The moment you fall back on doing certain things, the relationship goes and the the idea has always been don't get me used to nothing that you're not going to continue. Well, behave better. Treat me with with some respect. 
You don't have to you don't have to reciprocate the exact thing that I'm giving to you, but you do have to reciprocate something to make me feel like this is an equal situation. But when you not putting into yourself, you're going to continue to do that no matter how it feels. And then you're going to be tripping like, man, why they don't why they don't understand that, that I'm giving them all of this, uh, whether it's quality time, whether it's finances, whether it's love, whatever it is. But they don't understand, but they don't understand because at what point do you fill yourself up, get enough, get enough courage and enough respect for yourself to be able to say, yo, I don't really like that. Like, I know you fuck with that, but I don't, I don't really like that. Like I do that for you, but can we do something that I like? Can we watch something that I like? Can we eat something that I like? Like, do you know how many times I can eat something that I'm like, yo, this is some bullshit. But I was in love with them. I didn't know how to love myself. In my mind, if I say something to you, if I tell you how I feel, if I say this, like, like my marriage traumatized me so much, bro. Because everything that I did, like, was you're so controlling. And I let that eat at me. And I know, I like, like, that ate at me for so many years. And it made me do the complete opposite in the next few relationships. But I would do things like, yo, let me know when you get whatever you, wherever you get to. Like, I thought that was that I thought that was common courtesy. Like, I'm not checking you. I don't give a fuck what you're doing. I don't care where you, I don't care, like, I don't care like that. But safety, if something happens, especially like once I had kids. Like, you ain't mom. I'm not trying to control you, but if something happened to you, I got to be able to, you know, how am I, what am I going to explain to your kids? You think I'm going to let them look at me and be like, how you don't know where she at? No. But because that turned and you controlling, da, 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 and, and then different family members would say certain things, like I let that eat at me. So the next relationship, like I, I didn't ask anything. And now that turns into you're not ever interested in anything, blah, 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 blah. Huh? But again, I'm about accountability and hindsight that that has to do with me not pouring into me first. I'm so confused. I'm so discombobulated because I'm giving you the emotions that I need to to train myself. I'm giving my job all my time. Like I'm literally giving my job all my time that could have been learned how to run a business myself. So I'm giving, I'm giving the time, like I'm giving everything to my kids. My kids want this. My kids want that. And I got to tell my kids all the time, like I'm this, this parent. It is what it is because they A and B students. It just is what it is. I might not be able to do it today. I might not be able to do it next week, but trust me, I'm going to get whatever it is that you have asked me for as long as it's something realistic, right? Like, I'm not like, dad, I want a jet. Like, all right, fam, that's between you and Jesus. I don't, I don't know what to tell you. But if it's something simple, like, you know, like right now, Junior has to, to, to work his way into a phone. Will I get him a phone if he shows that he is resp- like responsible. Yeah. 
But it's one thing Junior's responsible about everything but a phone. It's the weirdest thing. He makes sure everybody eat. He makes sure the clothes is washed. He makes sure people is up cleaning up. But when it comes to his phone, that boy breaks more phones and or loses more phones than the law allow. I think he's like on his fourth or fifth phone. The last phone, I was like, I'm not getting you nothing. He came to me like, this phone is broke, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, mm, all right, well, you got a job now because he, he has a weekend job. Get half and we could talk. I'm not, nobody's giving you a phone. I'm not paying for you the phone. Don't call nobody asking for a phone. Like, I don't care who it is. You keep breaking in or losing phones and people keep on giving you phones. I'm done with that. So now, because you 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 are not responsible for that, now I got to show you. I have to I have to teach you the lesson. Before I would have bombed the phone. Like when I was in that, like I'm just giving everything. Man, here I don't care about this. But then it started dawning on me. I'm turning you into me. Because you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna grow up and you're gonna expect that, and you're not gonna know how to fulfill yourself. You're gonna be waiting for somebody to fulfill you. So I can't do that now. I, I have to show you, even though you're responsible with every with everything else. I love that and I appreciate that. Um, it's annoying because you think you're somebody's daddy, even when I'm sitting right here being their father. This phone gotta be your lesson because. No, it, it seems like no matter what I pour into you, that phone is your Achilles heel. So you're going to have to learn. I want you to be able to to say I bought my own phone. So now you know how it feels to pour into you when it comes to that. So now if something happens, now you're going to get all the emotions and, and all the proper feelings you're supposed to about losing something that you worked for. But if I'm giving you everything you have no concern in the world. And that's how people see it. It's up to us to figure out, like, what am I willing to give? What am I like? Like, I can't give everything, but what am I willing to give? How am I willing to to operate? So, like I said. Every time you sit here and you give everything away. You end up laid out flat with nothing. You are financially stripping or or you are financially stripped down. Your emotions are in shambles. Your mental is in shambles. Like there is nothing. But yet you keep up. You keep on getting up and you keep doing the same thing. You keep being every and all thing to your kids and not letting them learn stuff. You keep giving this this job all the hours that you can and not letting them know, like, fam, I am about to kill over. Like, I'm exhausted. I My eyes are crossing. This is too much. I need a freaking break. All of that. You're giving your family all this emotions and care. Like, you, you're concerned about this, concerned about that. And ain't nobody checked on you to see if you afloat or nothing. For whatever reason, society makes you out to be the bad guy when you choose to be selfish. I don't know when the last time we talked about this, but um, one of my things is I always wanted to learn to be selfish properly. And what that means is like. If I have twenty dollars. And I need ten and you need 10, I'll be able to give you 10. 
But if I have $20 and I need $20, I can't allow myself to be guilted into giving you the 10 that you need. I need the 20. And I've always wanted to learn how to be okay with that. But it was it, it's always been a very, very difficult thing for me to be okay with not helping people. But when I need it, I can't help and I have to be fine. And I'm talking mental stuff, physical stuff, financial stuff, spiritual stuff. If I if I need it, I have to be okay with not giving it. And a lot of us are not okay with that. A lot of us don't know how to process. I need this. I can't give this to you. We have the idea, you know, like I hear people say, I, I, I can always get to money. So they give it. I'm telling you right now, I have that idea. I can always, I can always get some money. And I always like, so when people ask me for stuff, I never second guess it. Here you go. Here you go. Here you go. I'm telling you right now, behind closed doors, I was in shambles like, yo, I need that money back. But I couldn't have nobody uh, uh, making me out to be like, yo, I asked him for help. He couldn't help me. He said, no, he's shady. For whatever reason, like I like that was one of the things like I just could never fathom. Like I can't have nobody saying I, I, I refuse to help. I've lost cars from helping people. I've lost properties from helping people. Like I've lost so much from helping people. They have no idea because it's not for me to say because I did that not understanding. Yo, you, you, you can't do that. When you are limited, you can't create an overflow that doesn't exist. You just can't. When your resources are limited, there is no such thing as overflow. If you give anything that 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 you need while your resources are limited, you are giving away your livelihood. And if you are cool with that, that's cool. But I'm I, I, I'm, I just I can't I, I can't allow like it just like I'm telling you, like it hit me like I can't allow this to be one another one of the mental uh, crooks that attack me. I just can't. I'm fine with if, if somebody asks me anything or, or for help and I can't do it and I have to say no, I'm, I'm fine. You can think what you want to. You can feel how you want to. I'm not judging you for needing the help. I'm not going to look down on you for even getting an attitude that I can't help. I can't help. Are we still friends or not? Simple as that. And if we're not cool, I, just, I still don't care. I don't concern myself with none of that. I don't like I keep saying, like, I'm not going to argue with you. So I'll, so if we fall out over me not being able to help, I. I love you. I understand. But I'm laid out because I keep on giving everything to everybody and not giving myself nothing. That's the problem that we have. We think that we are helping people. But this is the thing. The person that like for real, like just 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 kind of think about your family member or if it's you just really be honest with yourself and really pay attention to the person who is always coming to the aid of the family. Think about your friend group. Think about, you know, that that person who was always coming to to the aid of the friend. 
Who is looking out for them? If they're looking out for everybody. Like, think about that. If you have that one person, that two, that, that, that two people that are always working overtime at work, right? And you know them two people always working overtime at work. Your mind is not like, all right, I'm going to throw in two hours because I see them always doing it. You don't care. You don't care about them goals. If you're the person who always check on 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 grandma, if you're the person who always, you know, uh, uh, check on the siblings, if you're the part like where is that? Where is that person that check on you if you don't do it for yourself? Yeah, you might have friends and you might have people or you might be cool with somebody else in the family. And, and, and it's like, oh, all right, bet. But it doesn't feel the same. It doesn't feel the same. Because you've, you're, you're given too much. You're exhausted. You can't even, when you are in this state, you can't even fathom being appreciated by someone else. Because if anybody outside of this job uh, outside of your partner, outside of uh, your close family, your close friends, like a stranger could be like, oh, my God, you're so beautiful. Like, where did you get your makeup from? Who cut your hair? Where did you get that suit from? Oh, my God. Like, it's oh, my God, you're j- just gushing over you. That excitement is going to last all of two days because or all of two seconds, because your mind is going to say, how the hell does this stranger have this observation of me? And the people who I am pouring everything into do not. It's not a them thing. It's a you thing, right? The bigger picture is what matters. And that's something that I had to. That's something that I had to teach myself. Because these little snapshots, yeah, like they're real time. They're right now. And everybody can 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 have an opinion right now. And they can believe what they want to right now. And they can say what they want to right now. But the bigger picture is what matters. It doesn't matter what you think about this situation. That person not going to tell you I've been paying a rent for 34 months. That person not going to tell you I gave them uh, 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 an amount of love that that shouldn't have even been uh, been allowed by law. They're not going to tell you that. They're going to tell you that I left them. They're going to tell you that I cheated on. They're going to they're going to tell you their side of the story. I'm a person that I'm telling the story. It ain't no sides. It ain't no sides. But I had to learn how to get to that point. And I got to that point when I start feeding me, when I start going on this journey, like, look, I I just feel off. I always feel negative. I always feel angry. I always feel like, you know, I always I'm always paranoid. And I feel like people are coming against me and trying to do these things. And they could be or possibly not. But who knows? Because I feel like everything is against me. But that's because I don't have no no spiritual nutrients. 
I don't have no mental energy. I don't have the physical strength that I need to analyze properly what's going on because I gave it to work. Because I'm giving it all to the kids. Because I was giving it all to relationships. Like I didn't have no like like no hobbies, no nothing. It's just work, you, kids, period. You hungry, I'm going to get up. If they mess up your order, I'm going to go fix it. If you don't like it and you hungry again, I'm going to throw that away. I'm going to go get it. You want to go shopping? Let's go shopping. You want to do this? Let's do that. You want to have have sex? Let's do that. I don't. Yeah, I'm a shambles. Mentally, I'm going crazy. Work is ass. I'm frustrated. Life just not going the way that I that I thought it would. But I'm dealing with it because you don't give a damn. You don't care for real. And it's not a you thing. It's a me thing. I should see that you don't care. Because I got to be accountable for me. I shouldn't be trying to look for you. I, like, that's why I said before, um, I pull my own accountability, right? So when people say certain things, um, I'm like, all right, bet. Because I was there. So what you're saying, it don't, it don't really matter to me, like, if... If it's if you making up stuff, it don't bother me. When I was younger, it used to bother me because I was so hell bent on making you understand who I was. But I was doing that from an empty place. I was doing that from a defensive place without having what I needed to actually say. I don't give a fuck what you're talking about. I was there and you know, I was there. You know what happened and you know what didn't happen. But I'm going to allow you to keep this going and and create the narrative because that's what you want to do. That's what's going to make you feel good and make you get through life. I am a giver. But the reality is I gave too much. And when you give too much, you become weak and you cannot defend who you really are and you become who they say you are. Because you have given them up front, you have played all of your cards, you have given them all of your emotion, all of your time, all of your peace, all of your patience. So they know you better than you know yourself. Because you have given them the master plan. You're not meditating, you're not uh, uh, eating right, you're not exercising, you're not buying yourself gifts, you're not keeping your skin clean, you're not doing none of that, you're doing all that for them. You're not doing stuff because you want to do it, you're doing it to, to keep up appearances for them. You don't do certain things in your life because you don't want to ruin your family's reputation. You you don't want your kids to see you doing it. Like, I'm ratchet. My kids know that I don't care about none of the regular stereotypical things. I'll, they know that I'll never bring different women around them. They've only been outside of their mother. They've only seen two people that I've ever been with. They know that. But they know that if a hoeing opportunity comes, I'm going to take it. I don't want them to grow up and people tell stories about me and then they looking like, who who is this person that y'all are talking about? Because that ain't my dad. I'm very open with my kids to, you know, to their age level. 
because I want them to understand who I am as a human being. I spend so much time being all these things for others. I spend so much time trying not to do this and say this and talk like this because I don't want my family to look at me a certain way. I spend so much time not wanting to write this type of poetry and that type of poetry because, you know, my mother might listen. I, I like, I spent so much time when I, you know, when I started the business, not wanting to create this or create that because, you know, this is what I'm trying to do. You know, it's peacefully flawed, yeah, but I'm ratchet, y'all. I'm letting y'all know, yes, I am peaceful as all get out, but I am flawed as well because I am ratchet. I grew up in the 80s. Like I like it is what it is. This piece that that that's in front of me, now I'm filling me up. Now I know who I am. Now it's not a shadow of a doubt of who I am. So it 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 doesn't matter. So like the other side of this, right? Again, still this is still life. This is still this is still work. This is still uh, your kids. This is still all of that stuff. But I want to show you guys something, right? All this stuff right here, and I want to do it in real time. So all this stuff right here, this is still you. Like I said, you giving all your stuff first. But this is what happens when you when you do for you, and you pour into you. Right. You do all of that. Everything you see is still dripping up. But as it's dripping up, that water is rising. But guess who's steady now? Guess who's stable? Guess who's right there standing tall with all the energy? Guess who's right there with all the emotional uh, 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 energy that they need, with all the emotional peace that they need? And not only are you settled now, now you've been able to you you were able to lift them up more. Now, because you 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 are fully energized, because you you have all your nutrients, because you love you first. Now your relationship is better. Now you're not running around here scared to tell her, yeah, you hurt my feelings and we're going to talk about it whether you like it or not. Now you love yourself enough to say, hey, I don't like how you moving with me and we got to figure this out or we got to part ways. Now you're like, hey, I don't I could care less about this relationship because you, you either you're going to show respect that the same respect that I showed to you or we're just not going to be. Now you're at work and you are believing in yourself. And you're like, no, I'm not I'm not working 10, 12 hour shifts when I'm doing this by myself and there is no reciprocation for the time that I'm putting in. And then when it's time for annuals, you giving me this bullshit raise. You're going to respect what I do, because if I do it wrong, you on my ass about that. But before you didn't have that energy, you didn't have that idea of yourself. You didn't have that strength to believe in who you were because you gave it away. And this is why it's important to feel you first, because now, even with everything you've given away, like this is overflow now. Now, this time you giving your kids is overflow. This time you giving your partner is overflow. The understanding you giving your partner is underflow or overflow. The, the extra time at work, the extra time with your friends and our conversations, whatever advice you give it. Now it's overflow because you filled yourself up enough that you are strong enough to handle what's necessary to do what you're supposed to do.
that's how life works. I had that dream and like, like really I was bugging out because I'm like, why am I at a science fair? Why am I at whatever? But in the dream, I saw exactly what I just showed y'all right here with this water. And it helped me understand how important it is to really deal with the overflow. If you don't have no overflow, I'm sorry, I can't help you. If I don't have extra money, if all my bills are not paid, if all the things that I want to do for myself are not done, I can't help you. If I haven't eaten yet, I'm not cooking you nothing extra. I'm not. I'm not. I'm like, like. I have to be able to be selfish properly. And if you can't handle me giving you from the overflow, I'm fine with that. Move on to someone else. Because I'm no longer giving you what I need. I need to be able to pay my bills. I can't keep giving you, you, you funds that I don't have. I need to be able to eat. I can't keep giving you plates that I need. My kids need what they need. I can't keep giving this to you and my kids need it. If I'm going through my mental health stuff, yet my kids need advice, but someone on the outside is, is taking that time, what do I look like? I got to fill me up first so that I can have the conversations needed with my kids before I can help anybody outside of this house. I got to have these bills paid and, and taken care of before I can help anybody outside of this house. I got to have my mind right. I have to love me. I have to know what I like before I can get in any type of relationship. Because if you like how I'm going to teach you how to love me if I don't know how to love me. Like, that's why I get mad when I hear people say, oh, you're a reflection of me or you, you, you complete me. No, that's bullshit. No, no, no. Because I don't even love me. I don't even know me yet. But you're a reflection of me. So we both just dumb and ditzy and just trying to figure it out. We both on cloud nine looking dumb. And then when stuff get for real and bills get behind and or conflict come, now we broke up and we hate each other because we didn't know each other in the first place. I don't care how you look at it. Everything outside of you needs to be given from overflow. I don't care if you have kids. I don't care if you are married. I don't care if you have to take care of your parents. I don't care if it's work. I don't care if you have a business. I don't care about none of that. Every single thing that you have to do in life has to come from the overflow. Every time you move in a way that takes away from your needs, you put yourself at a deficit. And you're going to get to a point to where it's going to create a higher level of mental issues. It's going to uh, create a higher level of distractions in your life. And you're going to be miserable. And the, the key to the situation is accountability and you understanding that you come first. Don't wait. Like, I'm almost 40, Right. And I said this before, people only tell you, you got to take care of you when it's through pain, when you in a hospital and sick. You see what I'm saying? When you, when, when, when you are hurt, every, you got to take care of you or, you know, if you can't take care of you, then nobody else will. But nobody says that in general. Nobody like you're not taught that as a kid. Excuse me. You're not taught that as a kid. So if you listen to this podcast and you have kids, I encourage you to make sure that your kids know 
to fill themselves up first. Love themselves first. Believe in themselves first. I'm not saying, you know, be be arrogant about it. I'm not saying be uh, do it from a place of malice. What I'm telling you is that it is it is important to teach these young people how important they are to them. I don't have a team right now. I am my cameraman. I am my audio. I am my designer. I am my shipper. As much as I want the help, it just seems like every time I, I get into a position to get help, something goes wrong. And I'm just like, all right, whatever. But then it hit me. I'm not ready yet. I'm trying to give you, I'm trying to give you from something I don't have. I'm trying to give you an opportunity that I haven't given myself yet. I can't give you nothing that that I need. I still need, there's still things about my business that I need to learn. I can't give it to you yet because it's not overflow. There's there's still things I need to learn about parenting. That's why I'm having these moments with the kids of, oh my God, I can't believe they're growing up because that's that piece of me like, like, yo, there's still something missing. So I'm not, I'm not filled up enough yet to, to give that. And that's where that anxiety comes from. But there's going to be a moment that it's going to click to me and I'm going to be able to say, son, boom, boom, boom. And be okay with that. But we have to stop uh, 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 thinking we're selfish. We have to stop not believing that we are valuable to us, because if we don't understand our own value, nobody else will. If you are in situations to where you're always getting ran over and disrespected, um, you're always in a confrontation, you're always in negative and you keep going back to that situation and you stay in that situation. That's a you thing, not a them thing. Because people will behave towards you in a way that you allow. And you have to come to a point to where I'm willing to stand up to you to stop it. Or I have to distance myself from you to just say, all right, to hell with it all. And be okay, uh, be okay with that. And be comfortable with it. But you don't get there until you start filling yourself up uh, first. You don't get there until you find out what makes you happy, what makes you mad, what makes you sad. You don't get there until you understand um, your triggers. You don't get there until you understand what you like to eat, what you don't like to eat, what you are willing to give a try for the sake of giving it a try and what you're not going to do because I'm just not going to do it. We go through life just trying to please everybody. And I'm going to do this because this makes you happy. And I'm going to say this because it makes you feel this way. And I'm going to do this because it represents us. Man, the hell with that. What, what do you feel like? What are you hungry for? What type of relationship do you want? What makes you mad? What, what, what triggers you? You got to learn that. I lit like... I wear these. I wear this in my blue one all the time. Patience, purpose, order. Because I truly believe in that. For myself, though, like, like it's gonna take some patience to try to figure everything out. It's not uh, like I'm telling you. Like I said, I'm almost forty, and there's a lot of stuff that I'm just now figuring out, and or a lot of stuff that I'm just now ready to just say, all right, I don't give a damn. I'm going for it for the sake of my sanity, um, and it is what it is. 
I got so caught and I'm always like, it, I just always been the person to get caught in a snapshot and I always want to defend myself. And, and, and the idea of uh, uh, someone saying to me, you're so defensive, like it offended me. And I'm just like, well, I'm, I'm all right. And it's like, no, I need to be defensive. I need to defend myself because you were saying something about me and or to me that I feel is disrespectful and or hurtful to my character. And it isn't true. But because I'm giving everything out. I look like I'm lying. I look like I'm the aggressor because now I'm just blah, 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 blah. Instead of common sense, now that I love me and now that I understand who I am and I understand why I do and say certain things and why I don't say certain things. Now you got it. I'm human and I'm not saying that I'm not going to snap at some point and go off on somebody at some point. I'm not saying that I'm perfect and won't get into a fight. I'm not saying that I won't have a bad relationship and or bad response to someone in a relationship. I'm not saying that my family life is perfect. But what I am telling you is that I know me enough to be able to say to myself, if any of that happens, I was there. So whatever you say, whatever you decide to, to like, I don't care about your snapshot because I was there. The bigger picture is what is what matters. I don't I, the narrative that that someone tried to create about me. I don't care, but it took me to understand who I was. For so many years, I allowed people to say you have a bad attitude. You're controlling. You're this. You're that. And I accepted that. I didn't have the strength to defend myself. I didn't have the strength to make you believe that, like, no, I'm actually a good person. But then I, 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 the reality hit me, like, you keep staying around this type of stuff. Why? And again, I had to pull the accountability. It took me a while to figure out, like, oh, okay, bet. Because you're giving everybody everything. You being at like every single thing, every inch and ounce of how they want you to be, you're doing that. Like you're not saying stop, you're not saying no, you're just like, all right, I'll, I'll do it. And once that hit me, I'm like, I could care less about opinions, I could care less about feelings, I could care less about your perspective, I could care less. And I'm saying that so respectfully because I know my intent. I know exactly how I say things. I know exactly what I meant. I'm like, I am not a person who starts anything, but I'm a fighter. And by a fighter, I mean that I will I will do my best to finish everything. The difference between now and then is that I know who I am now. So the fight is going to be a little bit different. It's going to be a little bit smarter because I'm not I'm not moving on uh, on an empty mind. I'm not moving on an empty heart. I'm not moving on an empty conscience. I have learned myself enough to this point to understand the 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 responses necessary. Um I understand it. I understand now, like the difference between or choosing between saying something in response um, and or defense, 
or just walking away and just being okay with that. I didn't get that before because I was so passionate about being understood and I was so passionate about, you know, just keeping everything intact. Like I have a high level of anxiety and and separation, um, separation anxiety. And I don't I, I didn't understand why. But that's because, you know, I felt like everyone should love like I love, like I love very, very hard. But then I don't. And that, that's horrible to say, but it's just the reality of, uh, of the situation. Like, I'll love you. I'll love you like I'll die for you. And tomorrow it'll be like, who are you? I'm not saying that's a good thing, but I know who I am now. And when I say who are you, it's, it's, it's more of in the actions that I'll take towards you because I, I, am a, I am a person of true love. I am a person of unconditional love. So I'll always, like once you get to that point in my emotion that I really feel like I love you, no matter what you do to me, I'll always be available to you in some kind of way um, if it's a danger or, or if it's something that's serious. Not like, oh, we get to talk every day, you know, even after you hurt me. And stuff like that. But it's like, you know, everything is a conversation. My my policy in life now is as long as you don't try to physically kill me and my kids, like, that's a conversation. It's going to take some while. It, it's going to take a little bit to to uh, to get through. It's going to take a little bit to to want to have a conversation or uh, uh, probably see each other physically and stuff like that. But I don't got time for that. I have I don't have. Listen. When I when 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 my heart started messing up again, it, like that changed my life. When I just caught COVID last last June, that super changed my life. When my daughter died, listen, I don't care about none of that. I don't care about nothing you talking about. I don't care about what you say about me. I don't care. I, it is what it is because I love me. I I, I love me and and. I have now conditioned myself to fight myself from that guilt of of because because you're going to feel it because you're so used to being there. You're so used to allowing people to do certain things uh, uh, in your life and you you have a, a, a high level of guilt like that first time you have to tell someone no. That first time you got to break up with someone and mean it. And in 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 meaning like stand on it like like no like all right I'm mad we broke up right now all right come get your stuff we have sex and we go back together like today like the first time you gotta you gotta do that and stand on it it hurt first time you gotta tell somebody that you that you normally you know used to helping the first time you gotta tell them like nah I don't got it I, I got this I have to take care of this the first time you gotta do that it hurt. But you get to a point of understanding once you once you feel yourself, once you you know once you have your mind right, once you you know um, once you really sit down and just understand like we all had the same day, we all had the same twenty four hours. Yeah, we are like a lot of us uh, have disadvantages and stuff like that. But you can't put yourself at a deficit at the sake of somebody else. You got to make sure you good um, so that like like I got kids. Yeah, of course y'all know. I got hella kids. So I can't be worried about what's going on outside of my house first. I can't be worried about no relationship first. I can't. 
I know there's this thing on who gets who who gets fed first, yada yada, whatever. Like, I can't worry about that, and that's probably why, like, I, I'm uh, I can't find a for real for real successful relationship, or I hadn't found a, a successful relationship on my on my run because my kids are important to me. And I want to make sure they're good. And, you know, one of the things, like I said, I don't bring people around my my kids. So it's like it's two separate things, which creates conflict within myself, within the relationship. And then it just it it is what it is, because I don't want to just bring anybody around my kids. I never even with even without really caring and loving for myself, I've never been that type of person. Like, I don't want my like I'm not one of them like, oh, yeah. Your dad got like hoes and then you see the hoes. Like, no, fam, get out of here. Like I tell my kids, I'm a cool dad, but I'm not that cool. Like there's certain things that I I will I will slap you in the back of your head. Like, you better leave me alone. But you gotta get there in yourself. You gotta you gotta figure out how you love yourself, how you believe in yourself. Do you even believe in yourself? You gotta uh 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 you gotta Teach yourself and, and and gain an understanding of yourself. Do you uh, need a uh, a support system or is isolation a good thing for you? Um, you got to teach yourself how to handle isolation. You got to teach yourself how to handle moving through a support group. Like like all the time, like like I talk about the group chat, right? And um, like I'm big on understanding. My turn. And what I mean by that is. Every day is not a you you did good. So now I have to tell you I did good because I learned that we all need support. So if I see someone post something in, in the in the group chat, like in our main line. I'm rocking with them. We having drinks. Let's have drinks. Let's do your thing. I'm never stepping on nobody's uh, need for, um, and I'm saying attention loosely because I don't like, I don't want to make it like anybody is seeking attention. But when you are unaware of yourself and you lack self-esteem and love, you 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 go out of your way to take that shine from other people. Right. But from overflow, you able to just love and, and enjoy your people and celebrate your people and celebrate your kids and be, you know, be in your relationship properly, um, be a sibling properly, be a child properly, uh, uh, be a parent properly when you loving on yourself. And we were we we briefly uh, mentioned um we we were in a group chat. We were briefly talking about something, and I I said something like, "It's one thing that I know for sure is how to set my table. Like I'm not concerned about anything that, that somebody brings or takes from my table. Cause like it's, my table is set with or without anybody. Like I got this because now I know how to pour into me." So you can come sit at my table and it don't affect me because my table was set before you got here and the table is now set when you leave because I love me. 
I'm only dealing with, with like I'm only giving overflow. I'm only giving the extras. If I'm not if I'm not filled to capacity, I can't help you. And I'm okay with that. And that's something that that is difficult, especially when you are going through um your mental health stuff. And it's like it's hard. It is. I'm not even I'm not even going to hold you it's so hard to um care about yourself first when you're going through stuff because the paranoia of it all is is the biggest thing because you assume people are looking at you a certain way. You assume that people are talking about you. You assume that um that that's just how it is. But you have to be okay with that. You have to find a way to really be okay with the possibility that people are going to say something negative about you because you are choosing to do the best thing for you first. And it's not even about uh, it, it, it shouldn't be about a negative thing. But again, that goes back to to um, the last dream that I told you about, like it, that happens when people um, don't expect you to become a leader yourself. They expect you to follow them the entire time. And so when you find yourself and you, you start loving on yourself first and you refuse to um, do certain things and give certain things and certain times and you put your foot down on certain things that creates a high level of chaos. And it's, it's sad, but that's just how it is. But it's important that you all stay intact with yourself mentally and don't give in. It took me a while. It took me a while to stop giving in to the void, uh, to stop giving in to the possibility of um, people looking at me and thinking about me in a certain way. Like it, it took a while. But I got there. And so that's why for me, I'm able to to deal with what I'm dealing with and not completely lose my mind because I've decided now that it is very important for me to to, you know, pray for me and meditate and, and feed me and give my rest the best that I can and, you know, eat what I want and do what I want and get things that I want for me so that I can feel like somebody for myself. So that I'm not depending on anyone else to do that. But I'll never stop giving from the overflow. I'll net like I'm not a greedy person. I will never stop helping people from the overflow. I wish that someone would have stopped me. I wish someone would have had the strength to to say, hey. You seem to be trying to help everybody. Are you good? Unfortunately, it, it, it was a. It was a journey that I had to go on by myself. It was a stop that I had to make myself and and say, hey, this ain't this ain't for us. You feeling like this because you allowing this. This is happening because you're not stopping it. It came to a point where I had to truly, you know, decide, like, do I believe in me or not? Do I feel like I'm worth the love or not? Like I, I, I was so selfishly just giving all of me, you know, with this idea, like if I give all of this of, of me, I feel so much better. And I was the complete opposite. I felt so horrible, but I'm getting to a point now that I love me so much and I'm starting to feel uh, empowered. I'm starting to believe in myself more, starting to believe in my business more, starting to believe in my skills more. But it took some time and I had to understand that. 
I have to do everything possible to make sure that I'm good and give from the overflow. And like I said, I'll never stop doing that. I always tell you guys that this is our journey and it's only meant for us. The obstacles are going to come. The trials and tribulations are going to come. Um, but we got to we got to stick to what we know. We have to start believing in ourselves. Like I know it's so much darkness out there. I know it. But there's always, always, always a little bit of light. And once you find it, you got to get to it. Peace.